Hi, I'm Pat. He's Jason. Jason, we are at the NFL Scouting Combine in Indianapolis, and we have a big guest coming up. All that and more on Hallis Entry. Jason Bears General Manager Ryan Poles is the most popular guy in Indianapolis, and uh, he will be our guest here in a minute. We uh, recorded an interview with him a little bit ago, but before we get to that, just I wanted to set the scene this week. Ryan Poles is in control of the draft. He's got the number one pick in Caleb Williams. He's got number nine, which most years would be newsworthy enough. He has a quarterback in Justin Fields who is ready to get some sort of verdict on his own future. Uh, and, you know, somewhere, you know, is swirling among all of those factors is, uh, you know, uh, Ryan Poles, a decision maker who gets to shape the team the way he wants to. He's in a great situation. It's funny to think of him being the guy everybody wants to talk to because they want to take what he has. Right. He's got the first pick. You know, like you said, the number nine pick. I mean, people are asking about that, too. Sure, yeah. And I'm sure there's teams that are like, okay, we know you're taking Caleb Williams with number ones, but then what about nine? You looking to trade that down? Mm-hmm. Um, but he also is in the middle of this offseason and this gigantic decision that will make or break his tenure. Mm-hmm. With the Bears, you cannot be the GM who inherits a freshly drafted first round quarterback, then gets the number one pick in 2023, then has the number one pick in 2024 and come out of that without a franchise quarterback that you have to have it. And he could be so convicted that he in Justin Fields that he goes with that and bets his career on that. Or he could be so wowed by Caleb Williams uh, that that's what he wants to do, and maybe he, in with that, buys himself a little bit of time mm-hmm. too, because you're, you know, usually not firing the guy that just drafted the number one overall quarterback. It was interesting to hear Ryan Poles talk to the media at large before we talked to him mm-hmm. off to the side. He sounded to me, just reading his tone and his language, he sounded to me very comfortable with the idea of trading Justin Fields. And he sounded very comfortable with the idea of drafting Caleb Williams. You have a sitting general manager talking about a sitting quarterback and about how he wants to do right by him. Um, that doesn't happen typically if 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 it's clear that a marriage is going to continue. I mean, we weren't talking about that this time last year. No, When we the Bears were in the same situation right. with the draft pick, uh, had not made a move yet as of this time last year. And he was not sitting here saying like, yeah, we'd like to, for Justin's sake, you know, get this over one way right. with one way or the other. And usually when we trade guys, we trade them into good situations right. like Roquan. Um, that's not, and Robert Quinn, that's not what, that's not the kind of, that's not the way he was talking about Justin Fields on Tuesday. I think you and I have believed for a while that this was the direction this was going to go. I'm sure that all week you'll hear uh, different messages being put out there, probably for from people with a reason to do so, uh, whether it's a football network that wants this to be a dramatic thing when maybe it's you know already a foregone conclusion, or whether it's Jason, you know, other teams who are who are kicking the tires and, and trying to. Uh, trying to see whether the Bears might budge off of that number one overall pick. I guess there's a world where you back up the Brinks truck of picks and you get the Bears to rethink it. But, again, if the holy grail of all of sports is a young quarterback that can be with your franchise for a decade and that gives you a chance to win a Super Bowl, 
Like it would be to me, it would be a pretty bold thing to turn around and say no thank you to that. Ryan Poles, if he traded the number one pick because of who is available for the number, Caleb Williams is going number one. Right. I promise you that he is going number one to somebody. Mm-hmm. So this isn't about the number one pick. This is about Caleb Williams specifically. If Ryan Poles wants to give up Caleb Williams, mm-hmm. he will get a record haul for the number one pick. He will get so much more than anyone's ever gotten for that pick. Mm-hmm. Which is, And the reason that somebody would give him that is exactly <laughs> the reason why he needs to keep that pick worth it. and yeah, take right. that guy. <laughs> exactly. And he talked, he, man, he was talking about Caleb Williams very freely. So we were asking him quite a bit. You'll hear it coming up about Caleb Williams. And he at no point says, well, this is my thought about Caleb Williams and all of the other quarterbacks. And Drake May's good, too. Yeah, yeah, he didn't make these universal statements. It's pretty clear that Caleb Williams is in his own class. And he, Ryan Pulse was asked in the press conference something about the similarity uh, to Patrick Mahomes as a prospect in 2017. And I thought for sure he's not answering that question. Right. Pulse was with the Chiefs, as I'm sure most of you know, uh, when they drafted. I think he was the director of college scouting yep. when they drafted Patrick Mahomes. Uh, and he took that question straight on and said, no, there's some similar qualities Mm -hmm. as a prospect. Mm -hmm. Maybe not similar qualities to the guy that has now won three championships and two MVPs. He's not comparing Caleb Williams to him, but he's saying as a prospect, as our scouting stacks up, there are some similarities. Yeah, he said that Jeff King, uh, the former NFL player who's in their front office, likes to say that some quarterbacks are artists and some are surgeons, and that much like – Patrick Mahomes, Caleb Williams is an artist. The other thing he said, Jason, and you'll hear this in our upcoming interview, was when we talked to him about uh, Caleb not having an agent. Yeah. Uh, and he says, well, if I was the number one overall pick, like I understand, I understand why I wouldn't. Because the contracts are slotted based on where you're getting picked, yeah, essentially. But you, yeah, but you have the GM here saying, well, of course he's the first pick of the first round of the draft. Yeah. Of course he is. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's no debate there. And and you know we'll see here the yeah. next couple of weeks you know when he when Ryan Pulse talks about doing right by Justin Fields to me i interpret that as sending him to a place where he can start and to me the only way that you can guarantee that is if you make a trade uh, before the start of free agency otherwise if you sit on him until april uh, those I, I think all of those uh, musical chairs will be sat in by then yeah Ryan Pulse also talked about needing to do right by the organization and that is going to be the goal number one because sure. while he wants to be a nice guy and right. uh, put Justin Fields in a situation that'll be good for the rest of his career he more so wants to make sure his own career goes well mm-hmm. um, I do think that the part that you said about doing right by Justin Fields I think really the only area that really applies in my mind is that he does want to get it done soon yeah he would like to do this soon I think you asked Ryan Poles today in the group session when would he like to have all this squared away with mm-hmm. uh, qu- the quarterback situation? And he said his one word answer was tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And then you kind of looked at him like we kind of looked at him like, is he making a And he's like, no, like I really would like this done soon. Right. And it makes a lot of sense logically for the bears to have this done probably next week, because I, I know that you could always text someone, call someone, he can get a hold of any team. Any team can get a hold of him very easily. But while everybody's here in one place in Indianapolis, while the agents are all here, this is a really good opportunity to make deals. This is when the Carolina deal, mm-hmm. essentially, the, the framework of that was put together last year. 
fact. Um, this is a good time to make uh, Ryan Pohl should be leaving Indianapolis with offers on the table for Justin Fields and then deciding on one of those offers or renegotiating one of those offers next week yep. before free agency. Everybody needs that. It, Justin Fields would love that. It's advantageous to him because he lands somewhere. Um, uh, the team getting him benefits from that. And Ryan Poles benefits from that. It's pretty hard to trade Justin Fields to a team that has just spent big one way or another on Kirk Cousins or Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. And if you're the Bears, the return on Justin Fields, let's just say for argument's sake, and I don't know that they'll get this, but let's just say they get a good, solid second-round pick mm-hmm. for Justin Fields in this year's draft. Well, that informs and affects what the Bears do in free agency. Absolutely. Because that is a that is a immediate starter mm-hmm. at a lot of positions usually right. when you have a, if you're picking like 40th or something like that. So now, you know, like, Hey, we're going to earmark that pick for offensive tackle. Right. And now we're not spending on offensive tackle and that now we're going to, we're going to go pass rusher at number nine now probably mm-hmm. and offensive tackle with that second round pick. And now we know where else to spend our money in free agency. Yeah. And teams will pay premiums to get their answers now before free agency. And you know, you saw that last year. I, yeah, I think it's important for everybody. Uh, I, I worry, Jason, though, about the, the poor sports talk radio community, though. If you settle this thing next week, what in the world are we going to talk about between now and April 27th or whatever? The Maybe we is? move on to what should they do at left tackle. I don't know. Um, probably not. Hot O-line talk. Let's do it. I One thing I don't think we're going to get into, I really don't, I don't think we're going to get into a debate of which quarterback to draft. I just don't. No. Why? W- I just why don't think you? that's going to happen. Um, and you can be wrong. People get it wrong. The Bears know full well you can get it wrong. They drafted Mitch Trubisky, number two overall, mm-hmm. then watched Pro Bowl talent get picked later mm-hmm. um, last year. Yeah. I, I think everybody would have picked Bryce Young. Yeah. And that was the wrong pick. The mm-hmm. guy that went second was the guy. So you maybe the Bears do whiff. Maybe they pick Caleb Williams, and it turns out it was Jaden Daniels was the guy mm-hmm. all along. But that isn't how it stacks up right now. That's the only guy I could even see there being even a hint of a conversation about. Right. But I, I really do think it's clear cut right now that Caleb Williams is on his own level. Mm-hmm. And then you have these other quarterbacks that are probably more appealing than some of the ones from last year, but they're not Caleb Williams. No, no. Every draft pick is a gamble, but you feel like with Williams, you feel like you've got a face card looking up at you, and uh, that's, uh, that's usually a really good place to start. Jason, uh, we will uh, present the Ryan Poles interview. You and I will be at the NFL Scouting Combine all week. Uh, we'll probably come back and have some form of conversation between now and when it ends. Real quick, Jalen Johnson contract being worked on by the Bears, maybe that will be a separate show. That could be any day. Yeah. That's how my, I heard it. It would have to be by Tuesday, yeah. By, by next Tuesday, what is that, March 4th, something 5th, like that? 5th, 5th, yeah. yeah. So uh, we will be back, but until then, enjoy a good 10 or 11 minutes with Bears General Manager Ryan Poles. All right, we got some time here at the Combine with Ryan Poles. Thanks for stopping by. Absolutely. Good to have you. Good to see you. You look rested. You look like you've just been chilling all offseason. Just hanging out. Nothing to do, right? (laughs) Nope. Um, I think you probably are the most popular man at the Combine. I think you'd have to be. I know everybody's got cell phones and email and whatever, and you guys can communicate no matter where everyone is, but this is like like the winter meetings in baseball. This is kind of like where a lot of things come together. And for you, last year it was where things came together with the trade out of number one. Um, but you also have a job to do as far as evaluating the prospects and looking at who you might draft. Um, 
Caleb Williams is the guy at the top of everybody's list. Yep. That's a quarterback. You guys need improvement at quarterback wherever that might mm-hmm. come from. How Can you give us an idea of how extensive the background is that you have been doing on him? Yeah, it goes, it goes pretty deep um, because you're projecting, you know, a young player, you know, to end up being the face of a, a franchise if he comes to Chicago or wherever he goes. Um, so the amount of information you need to get just in terms of his leadership, how he handles pressure, um, how he goes through adversity. He has some adversity um, this year. And, you know, a lot of people are kind of negative about it. But to me, it's like, all right, you know, at least he's gone through some adversity. Um, what you don't want is to guess and the uh, player has never gone through hard times and figured out how to overcome those things because it's going to come in the league. Um, so we look at the whole deal. We talk to players, support staff, um, with the way that guys transfer nowadays, um, past teammates that could be somewhere on you know other side of the country that were there as freshman year or sophomore year in, at SC. Um, so we, we try to get as many touch points as possible to put this big puzzle together and say, okay, is, does this player enhance our football team and allow us to be a championship caliber team? How, how many people, just guess, I know you don't know it, but just guess, how many people do you think you will talk to about Caleb Williams? When you go to USC, you go to Oklahoma, maybe you go back to his high school, like yeah. family, friend. how many people do you think you will speak to about him? If I had a rough guess, I'd say probably 30, 30 to okay. 40 people. And are, are you guys, or you and, and your staff, are you the ones doing that? Are you paying a service to do some of the backgrounding on him? What's the work breakdown there? Yeah, so it's it's our team. Um, we have multiple layers. You know, we have area scouts, we have national scouts, we have directors. Um, and then we do some cool things with, you know, what we call cohabitation. So um, if anyone had a touch point that kind of connects the journey of a certain player, both in free agency and the draft. Um, we have a computer system that kind of kicks out all of those touch points to make sure that we're using every connection uh, that we have to gather that information. Have you spoken to him yet? No, no, but I, I'm looking forward to Well, that's got to be weird, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know all this stuff about him. You've never met him? No, so that's, wow. that's the thing. And some of my guys have at the school, um, and that's the most important piece, like in this way. The combine gives you that opportunity to sit down for that first time. That was only 20 minutes, um, which isn't enough time. Uh, but it'll be the the first kind of touch point to get a feel for who he is, what he stands for, and how he handles that 20 minute conversation. When is that scheduled? His pro day? Yeah. Or no, no, no. Your conversation with him? Uh, I think Wednesday. We have a full day, Wednesday. all morning, all evening. What 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 can you learn from a guy in 20 minutes? What was it? Was there? One year that was putting and darts, right? Yeah, I don't know if that was one year or separate years. Or, but, yeah, so we, but it's 20 minutes, and it's him, and it's him wanting to present well in correct. that scenario. I mean, that's right. not as not going to be as gritty as some of the other conversations you'll have with people around him, and I correct. would assume conversations with him at more right. length at some point. Correct, correct. The one, the one here really is to get a feel for their, you know, a player's personality. Um, we just do the putt-putt thing and the darts just to kind of relax them a little bit. It's a pretty intense, you know, situation, you know, to interview in. Um, so we just try to pull the guard down and just say, hey, we're going to have a conversation um, about life, about ball. Um, we'll watch some tape just to get some feedback of what he was taught to do and how he sees things. Um, so it's, it's not a ton that you get from 20 minutes, but it's just a small piece of the puzzle. It's putt-putt and, and darts again this year? Yeah, we went, we're going back-to-back, yeah. When, when a guy doesn't have an agent, Mm-hmm. How does that change 
the ability of interact or the ability you have to interact with him and, and, and we, his We've people. asked him about this like five times. <laughs> yeah. He's been a GM for like three years. We've asked him right. about five different guys, it feels like. We'll, we'll cross this out Roquan Smith's yeah, name and right. we'll put well, uh, This, this is a, a little bit different. Um, the draft process is a little bit different than free agency, sure. for sure. Um, you know, being transparent here, like with, if you're considered like the number one pick, like I kind of understand um, not doing the whole agent thing. Um, I do think there are there's a benefit of having an agent. They're experienced. They've gone through the process. Um, but I also stand from understand from a business perspective. Because he knows how much money he's going to get with yeah, or without. Yeah, financially, right. yeah. Yep. What's, the, uh, what's your notebook on Caleb Williams right now? I mean, yep. you don't need to talk to him to watch his last however many seasons. Yeah. Um, and yep. I'm, I'm sure you've already gone through all of that. Like, yeah. What do your notes tell you about Caleb Williams? Yeah, we've gone through um, pretty much his whole career. Um, broken down in different situations. Um, he's talented. Um, there's no other way to kind of talk about it. Um, big arm, can throw from different angles, has a really good feel for the game. Um, pocket presence is is, is really good. Um, there's some areas to clean up and mature just in terms of, um, you know, trying to do too much um, can cause you to, to hold the ball. And, and there's some, you know, fumbles that need to be cleaned up in terms of ball security. Um, and at the same time, you know, there's um, a guy who's not afraid to make big plays. Um, you can see him kind of understand his entire team and what he had to do to win games. So you put that into the equation. Um, but you can see the different situations if you go backwards from this year to the year he won the Heisman in, in Oklahoma, um, where he had a little bit more around him, um, a little bit more poised and playing within structure. So um, there's, a, there's a lot to like in terms of the talent. Um, and that's why I'm, I'm really looking forward to meeting the person. You talked about uh, today about if, if you do decide to trade Justin, wanting to do right by him. Yeah. With Alex Smith, mm -hmm. how instructive is that? I mean, that happened during the combine, is that right? I'm trying to think way back when. But yeah, a, a, you living through that in, in terms of sending a guy who was really well liked by his teammates and really well respected to a good situation where he wound up, he got paid and all mm -hmm. of that. Is that a good kind of guidepost to use if you do end up moving Justin in terms of doing right by the quarterback that you have? This this feels a little bit different yeah. than that. Um, you know, I, Alex had been in the league for a little bit. Right. Um, but at the end of the day, and I think we've done a pretty good job, you know, when we've been in a situation where we traded someone, they've gone to a pretty good situation and things have worked out well for them. So, you know, we take that into the equation. Um, you always want to do right by the organization um, as well. So that makes it a little bit complicated. Um, but I think the biggest thing I talked about is just the transparency and the communication um, with Justin and his team to kind of let them know what's going on. What do, you, what do you think about this idea that it's unfair? If you guys trade Justin, this is unfair to him. I think it's the opposite. I think it's very fair. I think it's completely merit-based. Mm -hmm. It's competitive. That's how sports are. That's yep. how your job will be evaluated Correct. and treated at some point if they think somebody can do it better than you'll be out. Yeah. I mean, that seems like pretty fair in the world of sports to me. Yeah. Um, you know, we always kind of just label it as it's part of the business. Um, it is a part of the business. Um, I think from, you know, if we went down that path, there would be, you know, leverage on his end uh, that would probably benefit him as well. Um, but yeah, if you look at the, go back to the beginning and, and how things have transpired and the talent around them, like that part, I understand like the infrastructure around. And I think that's one of the more difficult parts of having a, a young quarterback is having that infrastructure around them to be successful and gain confidence. So, 
Um, it's been a choppy start for sure. Uh, but when it comes to this part of it, um, when you find yourself in a unique situation with different options, um, it is a part of the business of playing professional sports. I mean, you were you were a rookie GM, yep. and you walked into a situation with salary cap problems yeah, and draft group. asset yep. problems and roster problems. Exactly, and, yep. I mean, yep, it's part of it. it how exciting is this for you and the people in your office? I feel like, at least in our chairs, we hear more of the fans arguing with each other about who should be quarterback. It occurs to me that that is not the way yeah. the building feels. The right. building feels like you're in a yeah. really unique position to do something pretty special. Right? Yeah. yeah. As a front office person, like these, these are the situations and the flexibility that you, you dream of in terms of putting a team together. Um, I think of even last year's situation, um, and how grateful we are we were to be in that situation to kind of accelerate our growth um, i have nightmares sometimes thinking like what if that didn't happen uh, where <laughs> would we be like seriously right. I, don't, I don't know how fast um, all of this could could happen so really fortunate as a front office we, we see it as a, a huge you know puzzle that we got to put together and we're using all of our backgrounds uh, research um, to make the best decision possible but it is exciting to have flexibility to continue to add to the football team big picture in the rebuild you're trying to go from three and 14 to contending yep. for a championship yep. you're kind of in the middle right now you've got a middle of the road team seven and ten that's 500 yep. ish um, a lot of decisions that you've made in the draft and free agency have worked out well player development some of those have worked out well yep. but you're still needing improvement at the biggest spots if I was making my list right. of priorities for a team it'd be yep. quarterback pass rush Offensive tackle, wide receiver would be in the top five probably. Yep. You got cornerback. That looks pretty good. Yep. Um, how do you address where you guys are at in terms of still needing the very biggest pieces? Yeah, so that's where it gets real fun is starting, and we'll have more clarity at the end of this week, but pairing what free agency has uh, for us and then what the draft has. And, and again, you have to kind of overlap those um, and kind of play a little bit of the odds in terms of where you, there's um, supply and demand and, and how you can bring it, what's going to cost, the long-term ramifications of it. So um, those premium positions, you know, I think there's a reason why they're, they're called premium positions. There's, they don't grow on trees. Like, um, so we're always looking for opportunities to bring in those guys, and, and move, they move the needle. We felt that with Montez when he came in. It, it's a huge change. So we'll look to identify those players and – and bring them in. Those guys don't grow on trees. They also don't become available in free agency very Correct. often either, right? Yeah. Yep. So in terms of the draft, that number nine pick, which in any other year we'd be talking that one to death. But yeah. uh, that's a huge opportunity for you guys to get one of those premium positions perhaps. For sure. That can be with you. For, for sure. For and, and like I said last year, we'll look at our board where those kind of blue chip um, players are and look at the volume and that'll kind of dictate, do you move up, do you move back? Um, and that'll be a part of the equation too. B busy week coming up for Ryan Poles. Thanks busy so much week. for uh, stopping by. Absolutely.